Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, good night, wherever you are in the world. Thank you for tuning in to the 22nd official episode of The Booth with your boy Isaiah and only your boy Isaiah. Hopefully we'll get Carol back soon. He's still busy doing business moves. But today we have a special guest, somebody that I met from Frosh two years ago. He was actually a leader volunteer. He was the first person that I saw when we got there. Was I inebriated? Potentially. <laughs> but he was always a good time. Definitely. And he showed me a, a great time from the beginning. Welcome to the booth, Justin Ocho, a.k.a. Joe Cho. Thank you so much for coming on to the booth, man. Appreciate uh, your time. Dude, man, it's my pleasure. This is uh, it's pretty wild right now, man. feel very professional. And, yo, I got to be honest, man. This is I never told you this, but when I met you that day, I knew. I knew, like, okay, there's something about this guy that I, I feel like I'm going to see him. Stop like, it. I swear to God, Stop man. It. I knew it, man. I remembered <laughs> you from the beginning, and then I kept seeing you. And I feel like that's something in, in life, man. Like, things don't really happen for a coincidence, you know what I'm saying? So I totally I agree. I totally agree. And now we're sitting here, and we're not here to reminisce all day, okay? So we're going to jump right into it, okay? So when I first met Justin, luckily you don't have that cane anymore. Yeah. But back in the day, you were suffering from... Uh, you know, a, a case of uh, caneitis where you had to, <laughs> yeah. you were pimping though. I got to admit, you were pimping with the cane. Yeah, bro, I was dancing, man. <laughs> you were pimping with the cane, I remember. And um, before we get into why you had that cane, one of the things that I noticed that you did not too long ago, I'd say a couple months back, is I was seeing your, your posts on Instagram and you were like, hey guys, I'm uprooting. I'm going to sell as many things as I can from where I'm living right now and I want to go and pursue my dream somewhere else and you ended up going to california can you tell me what persuaded you to make such a a big decision to go from you know living in your your everyday life with all of your everyday occurrences your your usual routine and deciding you know what this isn't the routine that i want yeah. i want to change it and i'm gonna take a big big risk so what made you want to do that uh okay well i guess we could start with why i had a cane right so a little more than two years ago I started noticing numbness in the left side of my body and it kind of just progressed and progressed and I went to the hospital, got some MRIs and other tests done and it turns out I had this thing called the cavernoma in my brain stem. Uh, it's kind of like a blood vessel problem and uh, things just got worse and worse and worse and eventually I had a brain bleed. Uh, I guess you can say it was like a hemorrhagic yeah, stroke. Okay. Uh, so that was serious. I got a brain surgery for this issue. They removed wow. half of it. I went to Frosh like actually right after it because I was I was ready, man. I was ready to party even with the cane. Yeah, that doesn't sound very responsible, but uh, not okay. at all. <laughs> I do not do this at home. Uh, things got better. I um, was anxiety ridden though, and I gained a lot of weight, man. And um, then I started losing weight. You know what I'm saying? And then as I had already lost sixty pounds, wow! I got uh, results from an MRI I'd gotten, and they said, "Yo, man, it looks like it got bigger." And I was just like, "You gotta be kidding me!" So anyway, how I, long was that until it, you uh, noticed to get it that it, you got it removed and then that it started to get bigger once well, you were losing that weight? The wild everything. thing is, man, it, this was from an MRI in January 2018, and it was only in March or May 2018 that they told me. Really? And I started noticing new symptoms, like my um, my left side hand started shaking a lot when I was at the gym. So I had to decide. They said, look, because it's gotten bigger, we think we have more room to get in there and get rid of it. And it's not like a tumor, right? So if you okay. actually get rid of it, it's it's gone. It's not gonna regrow. It back. Exactly. Okay. So I was scared, but I said, you know what, man? If I can get through one surgery, I can do it again. So I decided to do it, and they they got rid of it all, man. And then since the second surgery, my life has completely changed. I've lost more weight. Uh, I've just decided, you know, man, I've been through so much, and I can't live life not going for it, not doing what makes me happy. And it's just been like an 
going uphill, I guess you could say, the whole time. And then uh, I was in my room, the basement uh, apartment of my parents' house. I looked around and I said, man, are you really happy right now or do you want to go do something like radical, I guess you can say? And so I said, you know what? Fuck it. Let's sell all my stuff and go travel. And I went to uh, Detroit, Chicago, L.A., uh, San Diego, and then other parts of California. And then now I'm back in Montreal for a bit, but I plan on dipping again soon, man. It's been wild, let me tell you. So that experience, that's that's pretty amazing. But how long were you um, away from Montreal? How long did you were you away from the city? So I actually went to Toronto for two weeks. I'd never been to Toronto just like as an adult. Okay. I wanted to check it out, met some amazing people, and then I went to Ottawa. And the reason I did that is because I had to go for my little cousin's birthday in Ottawa. Okay. So I did that first, then went back to Montreal for about a week and a half, two weeks. Then left for Detroit, Chicago, L.A., and the rest of California. And what were you doing over there in the States? Uh, you know, just chilling. <laughs> <laughs> just chilling. Honestly, okay. I, I got, like, um, I met a lot of cool people. I just wanted to explore, man. Like, I'm just like that, you know? Uh, Networking and, and different things like that. Yeah. It's always good to expand your, your contact list and whatnot. Yeah, I'm a big uh, experiences and best knowledge type of person, so. Okay, so, yeah. like, for oh. you, when you were about to go into these into these surgeries because I mean you 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 talk about it like it's it's not a it's not a big deal like you kind of yeah. you just told this story in I don't know like two three minutes but yeah, man. you know <laughs> that was that two minute story that you just told me was basically you describing basically almost a life or death scenario right? yeah, yeah so when you were going because I you know knock on wood um have been fortunate enough not to ever have to go under the knife right uh and have to get a surgery how was that your first time when um, you knew that you were going under and that this surgery was going to basically determine uh, your future. H- how did you oh, feel man. before you went into that? So the original plan was for me to get a surgery later on, and they wanted to see how things were going to progress. But because I had this brain bleed, it was pretty much like an emergency situation. So okay. I was in the hospital. I had all these pain, all this pain, and I was I was freaking out, to be honest. But um, they gave me this uh, one surgery. I actually had to put a tube in uh, the my head so they can get out some fluid that uh, accumulated. Okay. And they gave me like all these crazy drug drugs. I'm pretty sure they put me on ketamine, man. So I remember. Oh my god. Like I always had a positive attitude because I'm like, you know what, man, you got to be positive or else you're not gonna be able to get through this. So right. the doctors are drilling also really high. <laughs> yeah, I was so high. So the doctors <laughs> drilling into my head, right? And uh, I'm like flying. I'm like really, really high. Oh, you're awake. Oh yeah, they're doing this. This this, they just give you ketamine. This the um the second surgery was more like that. You're completely under. But this okay. I wanted to tell the story because I find it pretty hilarious. Um, so he's drilling it to my head, and I'm just like, hey doc, you know Owen Wilson? He's like, yeah. And I'm just like, wow, (laughs) wow. While he's drilling into my head, man, and then. From there, man, like You're after really messed up, man. going under, man, like I, all my friends, when they saw me like before and after the surgery, like they were like heartbroken. And I'm just there just being like saying, you know what, man, I'm just grateful, man. And I, I just kept that attitude up. And then after the second surgery, it really just got to a point where I'm just like gratitude is key, man. Gratitude is key. Just stay positive. And honestly, it's helped me, man. It's helped me like crazy. And you said that you lost 60 pounds. Yeah. Now, you obviously, once the surgeries were done, obviously you had limited mobility. Yeah. And obviously that was kind of one of the reasons that you put on the weight. What kind of started that weight loss where you were starting to feel better? When did you start to feel like, okay, I'm, I'm feeling strong. My mind is strong. Now it's time to build my, my body back up. Yeah. So like I got dumped. That's where it really all started. Right. Okay. And after a week like of the str- honesty. <laughs> yeah, no, straight up. But then after a week of like, you know, working on myself, I didn't really care that I got dumped anymore. I just started feeling good. 
So I originally started doing intermittent fasting. So that's like, you know, not eating for, let's say, 16 hours. That's what I was doing, eating for eight. And then I got into the keto diet uh, and was eating a lot of fat and doing a lot of research on it all. And then I just started losing weight and it, it was working. My mom was doing it at the time, too. She was losing weight. And I just got really into it. Did you man. guys do that together? Was that like a planned thing or did it just so happen that you guys coincided? She had actually already started on it. And okay. I remember telling her, hey, mom, I'm doing this thing called intermittent fasting. She said nothing. And then a week later, she's like, hey, um, I've been doing this for like a month. And I'm just like, well, why didn't you tell me? And she's like, I've also been doing this thing called keto. So she kind of got me onto the keto thing. And now okay. like keto's crazy popular, man. Like this is what, two years ago? And then now I'm on uh, the carnivore diet, which is even crazier. But we'll get into that, I'm sure, later. But Okay. And so now, obviously, you, you're feeling so much better. And I remember seeing you two years ago. Yeah. And you look so much healthier, which is awesome yeah. to see. You look good, man. It's good to see that you're doing better. Yeah. No more limp. No more pimp cane. I got a little bit of a limp. Like, honestly, it looks like I'm a drunk, which is, I think it's <laughs> karma for all the years that I was at Frosh, actually drunk. So, anyway. So, there you go. <laughs> but um, I wanted to talk about how... So all of these experiences, and now you're living a so much healthier lifestyle than, you know, you probably ever would have if those things didn't happen to you. And you started a podcast called the Health and Swell Podcast. Can you tell me what motivated you to start a podcast? Because I know that it's not something that, you know, you can just start in a day. You know, yeah, it no, takes a lot of not. time. So what uh, was that motivation for Yo, you? Yo, okay, I got another little long story for you. So basically, a little long story. I like uh, a little long story yeah. So a year ago, actually, around, I went to some event at Concordia, and they took, like, a professional picture of me, and it was me with a broccoli in my mouth. So I posted what that kind on of Instagram. broccoli, sir? Uh, it was, like, crudite. Vegetable? Vegetables, vegetables okay. which is a hilarious. Vegetable yeah, okay. vegetable okay. broccoli. Okay. <laughs> so uh, it blew up on Instagram, and I was like, this is weird. Like, it got to, like, 800 likes. I'm like, this is okay. really bizarre. So I looked into, like, social media and realized, oh, this isn't a fluke. There's, like, a science behind this. So I started looking to more and more into that, and then eventually I was like, you know what, I'm just going to try to make a career out of what I'm really into, which is health and wellness. I got really into it, right? Um, and motivation, too, because I feel like if I can get through two brain surgeries and be this happy, like, man, there's nothing we can't do in life, you know? True. So I just got more and more reading about different things, uh, different people that are into this stuff, more research on health and wellness, and I'm just like, I'm just going to post it online. And then, honestly, I got to be honest, Joe Rogan, man, he uh, <laughs> his podcast, one of the, honestly, I could say it, like, it changed my life a bit, man. So I was like, you know what? Joe's a good guy, but I could do it better. So I'm like, <laughs> I'm going to make a podcast. And uh, yeah, I, I I just did it, man. And oh, man, it's great. It's I, fun. I mean, I you, you can attest to that. Yeah, man. I mean, the podcast is great, but it, just doing it is really fun. And I mean, like I said, you can attest to that. I mean, this is dope. Yeah. It does it does kind of change your perspective, especially since I know that you have guests on as well. Yeah. So I think bringing on guests is, is one of the most rewarding parts of it. Word, man. You get to just learn and hear so many different things and so many different stories from different people. And I think that's probably one of the most rewarding parts. And uh, obviously as rewarding and as fun as it is, right, it's super challenging. What What do you think is the hardest part of of having your own podcast, like from your from your perspective, uh, for me, man, I talk a lot, man. So sometimes people are going to be talking. And I'm just like they're like thinking in my head, and I'm like ready to talk again. But so honestly, it's helped me with that because I'm able now to like listen better. I feel. Um, I mean, I feel this is just like I don't want to sound arrogant, but it's like a gift of mine. Like I'm, I've always had the gift of gab, so I feel like doing a podcast has always been something that I'd be really good at. But yeah, I mean, it's just challenging to like listen and react to what people are saying and yeah it is honestly it's been uh it's been a game changer man uh 
So and, yeah. And you posted your first episode, I think, back in when was that? Early summer? Early summer? Um, maybe like a bit, like yeah, maybe April. I'm not. I'm trying to remember. Yeah, some something like that, man. Okay. I, I'm uh, six, seven episodes in, but I took like a nice break when I was traveling. So yeah, that's important. Yeah. What, would you mind telling the people exactly? Obviously, it's called Health and Swell. What is um, the theme that you would say the overriding theme of your podcast? So I'm like a health and wellness geek. Like I like okay. I, I I research maybe two to four hours a day, right? But if you met me. Like you said, we met at Frosh. I still got that personality. Like I, I'm not the same person anymore, but I'm like the type hey, of you're guy. You're with personality. Yeah, yeah uh, <laughs> I'm just, <laughs> I'm just the guy that you meet at a Starbucks or at a at Reggie's. You know what I'm saying, or a bar. Right. Uh, but if you actually sat down and talked to me, I can be like, oh, yo, here's some scientific knowledge, and so I try to combine that. Like I'll start the podcast talking about health. Uh, depending what my guests are into, stuff like that. Right. And then I'll start talking about, like, you know, whatever they want to talk about, movies, film, art, culture, jokes, whatever it is. And then at the end, I usually just talk about, like, new things I'm learning, like controversial ideas I have with health and wellness, like, and go from there. But honestly, I just try to let my guests do a lot of the talking, and I try to listen more. Uh, I try to keep an open mind, uh, and I'm all about pushing that envelope. Like, making, like, one of my philosophies in life is we don't know shit. And if you really look at it, like, I think every generation has thought they knew what the hell they were talking about. And then, man, things change. And it's just like you can't take everything that we know to be fact today to actually be true. And you just got to keep an open mind. And, yeah, man, we're improving as people. But I feel like we'll never, ever stop changing. And that's what's really cool about being human, right? I like that. And would you say that um, being a host as opposed to, let's say, because you're a guest right now, okay, yeah. and being, being a host – what would you say as being a host of kind of your own your own podcast? How has that kind of impacted your life out of the podcast? Because you were talking about how it's improved your listening. I can 100% attest to that. I think <laughs> yeah. one of the things that I learned the most was making sure to not interject and to really let your guests kind of speak their truth. And I'll be honest, there were a lot of things in my mind and a lot of mindsets that I had before I started that have changed with the time of sitting with people. I've been motivated. I've been moved by different stories. What would you say has changed the most about you since you started the podcast? Um, that's a really good question. That's uh, mad. I can think of. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I think for me, like I said, back to the listening thing. I also think it's it's made me even more open minded. Like I've learned something from every single one of my guests, and even though I have these ideas, like I've always been a very like. I guess strong minded, strong minded, yeah. stubborn. My whole family's stubborn, and I'm I've got that gene, man. But yeah, I think that's it's really helped me like listen better and just understand that there's so many different um, people out there. It, it takes all kinds, you know what I mean. And I uh, I feel like I'm a better person because of that. Because now I'm more open minded, and I'm able to meet so many different people too, and see different walks uh, walks of life and how people do things, and realizing, hey. You don't know shit yourself, man. You don't know shit yourself. You know what I mean. So that's that's what I'm. That's what that, I, that, yeah. that's amazing, and it, it feels like with your energy, it, it does sound like you have kind of a, a renewed lease on life. It, yeah, it feels man, like. Definitely. And um, I've had a couple. Uh, I had a guest on a couple weeks ago, um, who suffered from lupus and who also had, um, you know, a a near you know near death experience. Word. And, it, when you talk to people like that, someone like yourself or someone like uh, Kadeem who came on, you can tell that um, there are certain things that people who haven't gone through that experience that you guys have 
are more affected by certain things that don't affect you guys because you guys have had this cloud over your head of, oh, you know, like this might be, you know, my final hour. And that has kind of completely renewed your appreciation for the things around you. What what would you say to 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 the people that are struggling in life that maybe haven't experienced something that detrimental? Because we all all go through things, but not everyone gets to go through death until they actually go through it. Mm. So, what would you say to to people who are maybe struggling with you know self image, confidence, and being motivated to do something? What would you say to them about you know trying to accomplish? things in your life when we only have such a finite amount of time left i mean i i could just use myself as as an example but this has been like my go-to thing um if you're like looking at me man i have a crooked smile i look completely different than i used to look i walk like i'm drunk uh my left hand doesn't work properly it's hard for me to even tie my shoes you know what i'm saying but i am literally the happiest i've ever been and it's just you just gotta i would say the the key man is you just gotta be grateful because there's like a one, and I read this somewhere, it's like a one in a trillion chance that we can even be born. Like, it's a miracle that we're even alive on this earth. And we only got one shot at this life, you know what we I'm saying? We were the quickest sperm cell, that's for sure. Yeah, that's it, bro. <laughs> so it's just like, you only got one at bat in life. Yo, make sure you hit a home run, man. Like, we're told we got to do certain things. And you know what? I just I just feel the most important thing, you got to chase happiness and I know for me, like, they talk about post-traumatic uh, stress, right? Mm-hmm. There's also this thing called post-traumatic growth. And that's why I think people that have gone through these traumatic experiences, they experience this growth because it's kind of like they, they're they more grateful now. They realize it's like a kick in the ass, man. And honestly, I feel like even though I've been through all this, man, things happen for a reason. And I'm, I'm actually glad it happened, man. I got to be honest. Like, it's really crazy to, to hear, but I'm glad I went through all this because I think I needed it, man. And even though it would have been nicer to have a little less harsh thing happen to me. No kidding. You know what, man? I'm grateful and I'm happy. And I know that like there's so much more left to to be offered to me, man. So I, I'm ready for it, man. Let's do it. <laughs> awesome. And so no more present talk. Let's talk. Let's talk future. Okay. Yeah. So what do you see yourself doing in the future? And where do you want to be? Because okay. you were just telling me that you actually just got uh, a position somewhere. So mm. where do you want to take that position, if you don't mind uh, elaborating? So uh, another passion of mine is like sports st- statistics. I actually just got a job doing sports st- statistics. You got the flow for, to be a, a hockey Yeah, uh, man, I got the personality. Sick, yeah. Um, <laughs> so right now I'm working in hockey, but I'm really into like football, actually. And I found out they actually have a football department. So I still want to keep traveling and, and living like a little bit of the nomadic lifestyle. I would like to have like a remote career and um, like all this podcast stuff. It's really a part of swell media. I want to change the way people look at the world. I want to be people to be more open minded. And I think Joe Rogan, like I'll mention him again, like he's shifting the way people think about things. And rather than being this like, are you left wing? Are you right wing or all that? Like just think critically. And I think a lot of people, we don't really think critically anymore. So I want that to happen. I also want people to be healthier. So where do I see myself? I see myself living on a farm, man, working on statistics for sports, watching my football, um, you know, eating a lot of meat. And why a the lot farm life, if you don't mind me asking? Because uh, well, uh, I know a lot of people would think, uh, why would you want to go and live on a farm when you've got grocery stores and different things like that? I just that? don't think the way we're living right now is sustainable, man. Like, I'm very into the environment. One of the ways, like, I'll talk quickly about, like, my diet. The reason why I figured out that I need to eat this way is because I'm very, very sensitive to fruits and vegetables, which is, like, a 
crazy concept to think. And I figured that out because being really into the environment and wanting to be as sustainable as possible, I went on this like almost, let's say, vegetarian plant-based diet and it really got me really sick. So I want to live on a farm. Got you sick how if you don't mind me Oh my God. Okay, so I went on this plant-based diet um, and I got- Like Beyond Meat? Uh, no, no. Beyond <laughs> me wasn't a thing at this point yet. Okay, okay. But yeah, I don't want to get into that. Yeah, uh, let's not get into that. <laughs> so I uh, started this diet and originally I felt good, right? I'm getting organic stuff and I'm eating mostly vegetables, a little bit of animal protein. Okay. Then all of a sudden, man, I'd be in bed and I'd be looking up in the ceiling and I couldn't get up, man. Like I didn't want to get up. Friends would invite me up uh, out and I'd be like, no, nah, man, I can't. I had no energy. And then I realized, man, holy shit, like this is depression. Then I started getting rashes. I started getting like really bad indigestion. Wow. I I remember I um I had like a yeast infection that came about. Damn. And I'm just like, well, all this is on my diet. I mean, I, I got all this organic stuff, right? right? And then I heard this podcast from this doctor, and he was talking about this carnivore diet, which I thought was a load of shit. Like, what do you mean I can't eat fruits and veggies? Like, that's bullshit. Right. But I said, you know what? He gave me some like good research. I said, you know what? Fuck it. So I tried the diet, and now we're nine months down the road and I've never felt this healthy in my life. And that also was a big reason why I was like, yo, maybe we should start questioning things because I'm sorry, dude, like some days I eat like three steaks a day, a lot right. of butter and a lot of fat. And I laugh. I'm like, wait a minute, this is hilarious. Like I haven't had fiber really in eight, nine months. So yeah. In uh, eight, nine months. Yeah, no, had... no fiber, man. And um, wow, I don't want to get too much into the science. You can always check out my shit on, on sure. Instagram or like on the Health and Swell podcast. But on Apple Podcasts, by the way, guys. Yeah, everywhere. Po Apple Podcasts, Spotify, a little plug there. Thanks. Yeah, <laughs> no problem. Bro. But yeah, so that really like got me thinking and made me realize, hmm, like that diet just because it's it's being pushed as the healthiest diet, the cleanse. Yeah. That doesn't mean it's necessarily for everybody because all of our not. bodies are just so different. Well, right? that's it, man. We like we got the microbiome, which is like the bacteria in our gut, right? And everyone has different microbiome and they have their own genetics themselves. And when we eat food, people think like, oh, calories, right? I definitely know what microbiome is, guys. Yeah. Don't worry. You know, I know you do. <laughs> um, but people think like calories are all that matter. And it's like not really because every food is information. We're like downloading information to our body when we eat food, right? Right. But everyone has a different like server everyone has a different like processor i guess you can say so when you're eating food there's different hormonal reactions there's all these different things so yeah like i that actually made me realize like there's no one diet for everyone because i'm sorry like there's a lot of people that are being helped with this like carnival way of eating there's a lot of people that like are being helped by like not doing something completely right, different vegetarian lifestyle yeah, or man. vegan so, lifestyle like look i got my opinions on things but like I'll say it again, it takes all kinds. It's a good life philosophy, and we don't know shit. Question everything. <laughs> and you were talking about. Uh, I like how you were talking about uh, critical thinking. You were saying about um, how this left right paradigm sometimes we get yeah. caught up in the whole the whole left right agenda. Sometimes uh, I just want your quick opinion on uh, our boy Trudeau and his uh, his little uh, his little Aladdin scandal. I'll give you my, <laughs> my I'll give you my opinion quickly. Yeah. Okay, all personally. Right, when we, uh, when my family heard about it, I had just come home from school, and um, I can't. I come home and my dad is like dying of laughter, and I'm like, Dad, like, what's going on? He's like, Isaiah, go, uh, go, go, check out the TV. So I, I go <laughs> see the TV, and I just see Justin Trudeau looking like the darkest version of Aladdin I have ever <laughs> seen. This guy spent 17 nights and days in the <laughs> Arabian desert, <laughs> like I was. He, he went off and. I, I just started bursting into laughter. Like to me, knowing obviously he's up for re-election and all these different yeah. things. Obviously, is there a greater issue with, you know, blackface and and that 
of course. But to me, this was just a political move that was meant to rile people up and get people, again, reacting off of emotion instead of we were talking about critical right. thinking and, and look at what are the other issues that are much larger than our prime minister dressing up as Aladdin yeah. on Halloween 18 years ago. So mm-hmm. I just want to know your opinion on that. Well, like, obviously, brown face, black face, is, it's just always been, like, a really big deal. It's a mockery, and I think it's very disrespectful. And Trudeau, you know, I feel like he's ruining the good name of Justin. Like, that's just not chill. But I agree, man. Like, it's a big deal. But I really do feel like I shared a post on my personal Facebook page. Like, we're talking about that, and, and yeah, that's a big deal. But what about, like, the more serious things of racism? What about our, like, mistreatment of indigenous people in Canada? What about all these things? What about the fact that we've been in pretty much liberal and conservative governments throughout almost our whole history, and nothing really has fixed these big issues, man? So maybe it's time we stop and think, like, hey, wait a minute. Maybe we shouldn't be liberal and conservative. I, I'm pro, like, NDP, I'll be honest. Okay. Um, but... um. I just think, yeah, I think this whole idea about left, right is just is starting to come like really ineffective way to like make decisions. I mean, we got so much data out there now, man. Why does it matter if you're a left wing or a right wing? Why don't we just make progressive decisions and decisions pro- that that we can well, despite our differences, let's say yeah. our ideological differences, right? Exactly. I think that's one of the biggest things when it comes to if we want to talk about the right left paradigm. I think ideological differences can exist. But that doesn't mean that just because you're indifferent about certain things that you can't respectfully disagree or have respectful conversations and discussions I about totally those things. That, yeah, you know yeah. what I'm saying? And I think that uh, I think that hopefully I, I, I personally feel that we're starting to get there. I think that obviously we'll always have moments where, you know, people are using the term, you know, free speech. Right. But they only use it in a in a sense to benefit their ideas. Yeah, exactly. And then when other people then describe their personal beliefs, right, it's no longer free speech for them. But yet it's free speech right. for you. And I think that more people are becoming aware of that. And I think that with things like this coming out, you know, with the the, the Trudeau scandal and things like that, people are kind of starting to see, you know, a lot of these events are are are, are made for almost distraction instead of actually talking about real issues. I think that we're yeah. kind of getting there. And I also think, like, for a long time, there's been, like, an uh, empathetic, like, uh, middle ground. I guess you can say a lot of people really didn't give a shit about this. But I think what's been happening with, like, Trump being president, mm-hmm. I mean, abortion being banned in Alabama, I mean, I, I, I've yeah, said this, man. that was crazy. That was crazy. I've said this, man. Like, I feel like we're, we're about to enter into, like, some really revolutionary shit, man. Like, oh, definitely. If not already. There's a change that's starting, man. And I think... I yeah, can say climate change. Yo, yo, come to the March Friday straight yeah, up. Yeah, seriously, though, just bringing that up because March on Friday here in Montreal, yo, I think man. there was like 50,000 people that said that they were interested or going on I'll Facebook. Be, I'll so be there, man. Let's, let's rage, like, straight up. But no, I'm down. I just feel like one, I, I keep saying once the stock market, which will crash, I feel, in the next year or two, once that happens, man, I think people and people are already starting to wake up. I think people are going to say, you know what? Enough is a fuck enough. And that's why I think Canada has a unique opportunity right now with our elections coming up. Like, why don't we say fuck off with this racism? Why don't we say fuck off with this old way of doing things? And let's make a stance. Let's say, you know what? Let's change. Let's usher in a new, like, way of doing things, man. And, like, you know, I really think this, like, revolution, I guess you could say, makes sense, right? Like, let's think what's happening in the world right now. You got people like me who are eating all-meat diets. 
and they're curing like incurable diseases. Mm -hmm. Thousands and thousands of people. One of the most important cultural thinkers in the world. He used to be the host of Fear Factor. The president of the United States is a re was a reality TV star. Yeah. The stock market's about to crash. People are, are starting to even talk about, like we spoke about the microbiome. People are starting to talk about the gut actually being our brain and that our brain is just along for the ride. And this is like wild stuff. <laughs> so it's like, come on, guys. Like, we got this. Let's, let, let's just be happy and let's do things differently. And like, that's the way I'm looking at it. And that's why, like, I'll, I'll speak about this quickly. The Greta Thunberg, you know, man, like, look, she might be a child. She might not know everything she's talking about, but she's causing a ruckus. And I'm all for that, man. No, Yell at elites, girl. Seriously. Yeah. And, uh, I'm glad that you brought that up because that's a great example of age not necessarily defining what you can accomplish. And it's never too early or too late to make a, a difference in your life or someone else's life and other people's lives if you're passionate and truly yeah. are for something that you believe in. And I think that that's something that's really important. I think that from talking to you, I can tell that you have a passion for what you do and the things that you do. And I think that energy translates to other people. And I think that that's an amazing thing that you should have. And it's incredible that you have that positive energy and you should keep that up, man, seriously. Yeah, and it's like I said, man, like back to what I said, the first thing I said about feeling your energy, I think it's important because you also have that gift, man. You have that energy. Like when you're in a room, man, Thank everyone you. everyone like is a, like gravitates toward you. And Stop it. Yeah, stop it, bro. <laughs> no, but like, yeah, man, I, I feel like you just got to go out there and do you. Like, look, don't be a piece of shit. Don't be a, don't be racist. Don't be an asshole. Yeah, don't use the, yeah, I'm just being myself. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. Be, nah, be, man, uh, that ain't cool. No one's going to no one's gonna be chill with that. But if you just do you, and I, I truly believe, like, we're told in the media, people are bad. Like, look at all this violence going around. Fuck that. People are good, man. We are good. Like, if we weren't good, man, you know how many people would be killing each other every single day? Like, True. it'd be ridiculous, man. We wouldn't be doing this podcast. We'd be fighting on the street. You know right. what I'm saying? So I just feel like whatever it is that makes you happy, go do it. And, and don't not don't listen to other people. Like, I think it's important. But don't let other people bring you down and tell you you're wrong. You just got to keep fighting and fighting and fighting and doing your own thing, right? So, yeah, that's what I feel, man. Positivity, man. Let's do it. <laughs> well, guys, thank you so much for listening to our 20th official episode. Jocho, thank you so much for coming on, man. It was so much fun talking to you, man. Oh, man, I, I had a blast. I, I just want to share my story. I want I want to get people motivated, and thanks for giving me a platform to do that, man, and, and keep doing what you're doing, man. I love it. The booth is legit, everyone. Appreciate it, man. Guys, thank you for tuning in. If you guys didn't hear already, go check out his podcast, Health and Swell, on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify. It's on all platforms. Go check it out, seriously. It's a great listen. And guys, thank you for all your support so far. It's already been almost six months since we've been doing this. Thank it's you amazing. for all the support and love, and we will see you guys very soon. Thanks, everybody.